This week on So Many Sequels, we are talking about Ocean's 8. Released in 2018, Sandra Bullock and Kate Blanchett lead an ensemble cast in this spin-off of Ocean's 11, 12, and 13. Everybody, you're listening to so many sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Andrew. I don't even know that what was to say to that. Enthusiastic what you, that was AF. like one of those um, like videos you watch in high school where <laughs> old guys are trying to be cool and be like, I'm Andrew. I like baseball or whatever. <laughs> Let's be cool friends and get along and stuff. Say no to drugs, yeah. kid. <laughs> and drugs are not cool. I mean, really, you are an old man trying to hang out and be cool with younger people. So. I'm going to fucking it, it does fit. I'm Garrett, by the, the audience way. audience is going to think that he's actually old. I know, that's great, right? <laughs> Man, audience. <laughs> um... <laughs> This is it's a special episode of So Many Sequels today because we're doing a it's a it's a bonus episode. We're going to talk about Oceans Eight today, a spinoff of the Oceans trilogy that we recorded earlier this year. We we already watched all three of those Oceans uh, ten, eleven, twelve, ten. What 11, is it? 12, and 13. Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Eleven, twelve, and thirteen. So this year, a uh, all female version called Oceans Eight came out. Like I said, it's a spinoff. It's set in the same universe, starring Sandra Bullock as Danny Ocean's sister, and a lot of other great actresses and actors, including uh, Kate Blanchett, Sarah Paulson, Mindy Kaling, Rihanna, Anne Hathaway, uh, Helena Bottom Carter. I'm trying to remember all the ones that we listed. Sarah recently. Paulson. I already said her. Anne Hathaway. Okay. Also, James Corden. <laughs> Throw him in the end there. Um, it came out June 8th, I think. I had it pulled up. Just, yep. Uh, yes. That's, it came out great. June 8th. So this is very fresh to the theater. Still still making money up there. Uh, we all three got to see it recently. Andrew's the most recent. So he might have the, the freshest take on the movie. So let's go ahead and get into it. First thing I feel like we need to start with is before we compare it, let's just talk strictly about how what we liked about this movie and what we didn't. Okay. What what did you like about it, Andrew? I liked the first ten minutes of it. That's it? No, no, no. Oh, okay, <laughs> that's one thing I liked about it. But I loved how uh, Debbie Ocean—that's her name. Mm-hmm. Ah, Debbie. Yeah. Yes, I loved how Debbie Ocean was introduced to us, and you know she comes out and she says she's never going to do the crime again, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, just like Danny. Yeah, just like Danny. I mean, it pretty much start. It pretty much starts itself like Ocean's Eleven, but like. It kind of goes in a little bit of a twist because instead of just jumping right into the ne- like jumping right into the next big heist, we see her kind of moving up in her own little world. Yeah, and yeah, we see her kind of slide right back into <clears throat> her old ways through uh, stealing the stealing that she the stole the perfume whole- and the jewelry and stuff from yeah. the store and stealing the hotel room from the fancy hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, th- in this movie. Uh, Debbie Ocean is trying to put together a team to do a heist at the Met Gala to steal this prized, like, antique necklace kind of thing. The Toussaint. That, that, that has, like, all these diamonds in it. It's worth a lot of money. Like $150 million. Yeah, something like that. So she plays the the ringleader. Uh, Kate Blanchett is the sidekick, kind of like how Brad Pitt's Rusty was, was yeah. Danny Ocean's sidekick. And then we, we got a whole team after that. 
I liked it. I liked it too. I thought the movie was good. Mm-hmm. Um, some things that stick out that I really liked was the uh, that how just like in the other Ocean's movies, in this one I really like how the heist comes together in pieces. I like seeing each piece put into motion. I also liked the character that James Corden plays. It was nice to have a uh, he was like some kind of insurance insurance investigator. investigator. Uh, guy who took his job way too seriously he was very funny and it was fun to see him kind of chase after them because we didn't really get that kind of interaction in the other movies so i liked that a lot i just like the whole female empowerment in general because usually when you think of women and criminals they're like i don't know secondary they're not usually portrayed as smart and calculated and funny and basically they just took all of what you would assume the oceans danny oceans people would do gave it to the female cast and they knocked it out of the park it was believable like i want to see more of that because it was so smart and i just appreciated it Mm -hmm. i was trying to find do you remember the quote where she says something about women aren't noticed and that's why it no men yeah, and I liked what, that because it was a commentary and a great line. Mm-hmm. Which I think it was something about them stealing it, like like stealing the right. It's about the why there's no men on the team, and and she said something along the lines of women aren't noticed. Yeah, and I thought that was yeah, clever. not in a crime capacity that way for sure. Like yeah, I get it. That was no, that was a solid line, and it it I feel like it really resonated with the whole movie a him gets noticed a her gets ignored and for once we'd like to be ignored yeah is what they said so yeah it was great well and the whole heist is you know debbie ocean said that she she was in prison and she thought about it and she organized it in her brain and her cell while she was in there she said that she got thrown into solitary on purpose and was in there and just figured out you know what she wanted to do what the heist was going to be and Again, as as you mentioned with any Oceans movie, there's twists and there's turns and there's surprises and there's fun that you don't see coming. And I really, really enjoyed it. Um, I think my favorite, and again, if you're if you're listening to this and haven't seen the movie, go see it and then come back. It's still in theaters. Or we're going to ruin it. Um, the end. When, first of all, they thought they got away with the necklace um, mm-hmm. that they wanted, the Toussaint, and then they were talking about how much money they were going to get. And they were like, if we were promised this, but we have to dole out this much, how is this going to work? And then they go through and they explain that the Met Gala was showcasing like history, gyms and and things like that. So they had all of these mannequins decked out in these gems and and necklaces and jewels and, and all this stuff. And from the original, Yin shows up and helps the women steal every single piece of jewelry that was on these mannequins and that wasn't discussed it was that was one of the biggest like <gasps> for me and it was I really enjoyed it and to bring back somebody from the original movies to have an active part like Ruben was in there but he was just there yeah but Yin was actually doing something it was kind of a surprise it wasn't like one of the big name people that they could have brought back. It was a nice, subtle nod. 
and then a big twist, and I, I enjoyed that. Yeah. To some degree, <clears throat> and again, this is spoilers, um, she went to Danny Ocean's grave. or She being Debbie? Two. Yeah. Yeah, Debbie went to her brother's grave, Danny Ocean's grave, who died this year. And I was... I was half expecting to see Danny, like, like for some reason Danny was just going to show up as like a as like a museum guard or something like that. I don't know, like he was going to show up and help out some, and it it somewhat surprised me that he didn't, but somewhat surprised me that he it somewhat did not surprise me that he didn't because it's just yeah. it's kind of just hanging in the air, just you know it's just there. I so. spent a lot of time undecided but by the end of it i decided to take their word for it that he is dead what do you think i because i it wasn't until the final scene where where debbie was sitting down in the in the mausoleum and had the drink with him him being his grave Mm -hmm. um where i was like okay i think that they're telling us he really is dead where prior in the in the beginning of the movie they were kind of teasing yeah but it could be. I see. How, I could see how it could be taken in a lot of ways. Yeah, but I, if there's anything I can, I think of, if there is going to be a sequel to it. Maybe he may have faked his death. Maybe he may have faked his death. Who knows? I mean, if there is going to be a sequel to this, and there prob- should be. There I should think. be. I mean, there's worthy. There should be something to continue the story. Mm-hmm. At least give us an Ocean's Nine. I assume that's why they went with eight, so that they could do eight, nine, and ten, mm-hmm. and then have two trilogies that go through 13 yeah makes the most sense with me in after ocean 13 was released soderbergh said that there wasn't going to be a 14 because clooney wanted to go out on top with the with the release of the third one so So what going out on top looks like (laughs) it was better than two well i guess it didn't make as much money though if you go back and revisit some of our episodes where we discussed this uh that will help fill in these gaps that we can't remember um but i think that he I'm I'm not sure. I don't think he's dead. I think that they're leaving it open because she was in prison when he died. So she doesn't know, in theory. No, she didn't herself. know. She didn't. Yeah, she has no idea. So there, there's no reason for her to believe he's not dead other than the fact that he's one of the greatest conmans in the world. And anything can happen. He There's no links that Danny Ocean wouldn't go to to pull off a stunt and, and, and do a heist. So this could be a part of it. We don't know. And I like that mystery. Here's why I think he's dead and it's not faked. The only reason to ha- to fake it would be to have him come back in some capacity. Mm-hmm. But if he comes back, his death cover is totally blown and I don't see him blowing a cover so intense. That's what I think. So just to add just a little bit to that, Here's why I think he may be alive. Okay. Is that if he did fake his death and he and he is not in that grave, maybe in one of the sequels, if there's more than one, if there is a sequel, then there could be a ch- there could be a chance that like Debbie might get in trouble and mm-hmm. they need someone to pull off the heist that has just as much smarts as she does and they pull off there's a secret mystery guy out there's someone out there who's a mystery person. And it just so happens to be Danny. Maybe. I don't know. That's 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 far on down the line. I see him doing it. I, I I think this was a this was a Danny isn't needed anymore kind of movie. Okay. Uh, and I don't see th- 
having seen this movie, I don't see them moving forward with any sort of scenario where these women would need to be saved by a man. I don't see that happening. No. So that's no. why I don't think Danny would. Okay. If anything, like, I think that it would be a better twist to have whatever mystery thing Danny's doing backfire and Debbie has to come save him. I think that would be a nice little twist. Or, or <clears throat> now that I'm thinking about it, if Debbie has to steal from her brother. Hmm. From that his grave. From it's his like gra- a spy versus spy scenario yeah. with thieves. Did you guys have a favorite? I was just going to ask I the same beat you thing. to the punch. Um, you know, I don't know. I had a few that I that I really liked. I thought um, Aquafina was very funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought Rihanna was pretty funny. You know what? She did a really good job. She did. Yeah, she really did a good job. I don't. I, she was in some kind of what battleship? Was she in that movie? She, yeah, she was in battleship. Rihanna was in battleship. Let's forget about that. This is like I I, so. This is like her first acting gig, and she did a really good job. She's never been in a movie before this. Congratulations, <laughs> Rihanna. Well done. I thought Anne Hathaway was fantastic. So let's talk about that because everybody keeps saying this is the best performance that she's given in a while. Why do they think? Why do they say that? Has she been in anything since Les Misérables? I'm sure she has. Let's take a peek. Um, I think it's because, and this is me echoing things that I've heard and and how I felt about it, she seems to be really enjoying herself in the role, and I think that that all showed off in um, her performance. She's done a lot since Les Miserables, dude. That was like five years ago. So before this, she was in Colossal, which is a movie I never got to see. Uh, I want to see her really positive bad. things about, but it, I think it was more of an indie flick. Um, she was in Interstellar. She wasn't in Interstellar. Okay. She did Alice Through the Looking Glass, which I don't think was uh, particularly popular. She did things I haven't heard of. Rio 2. <laughs> Don John. Yes. Like, when you look at this, you can tell that like, yeah. There's no standout performance. Even in Interstellar, yeah. I wouldn't call her, uh, you know, it was a particularly inspired performance. Mm-hmm. That was mostly McConaughey's movie. Yeah. And going back to that, yeah, I mean, you you are right that I think her, her most significant role since Ocean's A would be Les Mis, and then The Dark Knight Rises prior to that, which we just reviewed last week. Yep. So that's fun. How about that? And that was just before that. That was just before Les Mis. So I don't know. I don't know if the, if she just finally found a role that really clicked with her and, and everyone seems to be loving it or what. But yeah. Good for her. I've always enjoyed her. I know she gets a lot of flack for some reason. I can't, I've never really figured out why she gets a ton of flack, but I've always liked her. And so to see people praising her for something is always good. People always are praising Kate uh, Blanchett and, you know, Sandra Bullock, Minnie Kaling, all those people. They're always, they're still in there prime i guess so i don't know if she was out of her prime or what but i'm glad that people are talking about her again yeah who was your favorite andrew i liked rihanna mm-hmm. and i really like sandra it's a toss-up between the two because i i really like sarah paulson just because she was not really an outsider, but I, I kind of wondered as, as to what she did because she had the garage full of stuff. and Yeah, it I, wasn't really clear to me how she got all of that either. Yeah. 
But I just because it was heavily implied that it wasn't by legitimate means. Mm-hmm. But I, if there's anybody I really liked, for I loved Helena Bonham Carter. I think Helena Bonham Carter was my favorite. I liked her as the designer. Ah, oh, see, I didn't care for her. Okay, but that's okay. Yeah. How come? How, why didn't I care for her? Yeah. Um, I felt like she didn't stand out. She's kind of the same kind of person she plays a lot i felt like she was the uh, as a character rose was the least helpful member of the team uh, she kind of just was there to as they're in her contributions were not quite as complex true but so I she had been her. on the downslide as a, as a designer she hadn't done anything good and they had to do some convincing to get anne hathaway to pick her to do her designing. Yeah, I just didn't care for that. Yeah. I didn't need that. Like the part where they were you know, they were trying to like load up that necklace with that with their eyeglasses, the spy eyeglasses. Right, that was funny. Yeah. That was that funny. Was, and that was a nice twist when we found out that the necklace had a magnetic lock. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. fun. Then um what Rihanna had to get her sister to make a a magnet thing to undo it so they could steal yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Sarah Paulson was my favorite because of all of the things that she was able to do. She was kind of like the Rusty. She was, you know, a suburban house mom, but also selling all these stolen goods. And then she was able to jump into this role at one of the magazines. I can't remember. I think it was Vogue, but I'm not confident. And pretend and organize all of this stuff. She just kind of seemed like the one that kept everything together and the more like professional one where sandra bullock was keeping things together but was also like living on the edge a little bit Mm -hmm. yeah it's funny to me how this this is just kind of a thing that i guess happens with leaders is debbie ocean just just like danny ocean really doesn't do a lot for the for the actual heist like they just kind of stand in the background and kind of make the money Mm -hmm. they're holding a drink and watching and like yeah watching the fruits of their yeah of their labor, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Another one of the things that can be compared to the original Oceans movie um, is the jilted lover of Debbie Ocean, Claude Becker, the art dealer. I guess they they were running some kind of like art scam together, and then he turned her in, and that's the reason that she was in prison. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing the their heist, they're setting everything up for the Met Gala, and then she manipulates it to where Anne Hathaway's character chooses her Mm ex-boyfriend to be her date at the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. And then Kate Blanchett's character is like, what are you doing? What is this? Don't don't make this a thing. And then they set him up and he ends up taking the fall in the end for stealing necklace. And I just thought that was kind of another interesting comparison of 11 and 8. Yeah. There were a lot of similarities between the two. And I think that they did a good job of keeping the overall core of the Oceans movies. Like, it's it's uh, fun. It's fast-paced. They do a lot of, like, weird little transition-y things. There's a lot of the core in this movie that they carried over. I guess Soderbergh is involved. He just didn't direct. Yeah. And that's, that's something else, too, is Gary Ross. Gary Ross directed this. I love Gary Ross because I think he's... I've always thought he's had, he was a 
great director because he did Pleasantville and he did Seabiscuit. And then... He did Pleasantville? He did Pleasantville. Anybody that's involved in Pleasantville gets A-plus in my book. Yeah. Pleasantville's a great movie. And uh, he doesn't do anything for a while. And he did, then he does the first Hunger Games movie. Which, I'm not a big fan of the Hunger Games. I don't know. How do you feel about that? So, I'm not sure that I ever actually went back and finished that first one. I did watch the second and third and thought they were better than the, than what I did see the first. So I'm I'm kind of eh on them. I love the books, and I felt like they just didn't quite meet the quality I was expecting, mm-hmm. I think. But people love those movies, so. And when I saw it, I mean, just to reverberate. Uh, just to reverberate? Revert, re- <laughs> revert back. Just to revert back to what I was saying just a second ago. I feel like this movie is... I feel like this movie is different for Gary Ross. That's just me. I mean, it's just me because I think Gary Ross is a little better than that. A little better than Ocean's 8? Well, not. I mean, like, in creating his own material. Because before that, he was creating his own material. Oh. And this is not... This and The Hunger Games both are not his own material. Nah, there is Seabiscuit. But, but I mean, like... Like, not of a franchise, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, okay. Sure, 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 sure. Okay. So, okay. He, he did also write Ocean's 8, though. Okay. I mean... So that helps. Yeah. It's based on something, but mm-hmm. he still had a hand in, in yeah. writing it. What are some things we didn't care for? Anything... I already mentioned Helena Bottom Carter wasn't a favorite of mine, but... I also felt like it could have been a little... A little more different than the others. Yeah. It needed to maintain the same kind of atmosphere, I guess, so that it would be familiar. But it could have had a little different take on things, I think. Yeah. If there's any one thing I can take away from this, I feel like there's too many familiar things in this movie. I feel like there's... I mean, we have a heist... They end up pulling it off, which is great, but I feel like we're just, we're seeing the same things again. Just, we're not seeing anything different. I mean, that's, uh, and it didn't really lose it for me, but I'm just like, oh, okay. You know, I, I see what they're doing there, right. but there was no, like, there was no big, huge twist to it. There was no, I mean, there, besides them walking out with all the jewels, other than that, it, the, the plotting was very basic. I felt like it was very basic. Yeah, it was kind of a basic story. I feel like it it wouldn't have been as successful without the cast that it yeah. had. I think I'm going to make a weird comparison, but go with me here for a second. I'm not going to compare it to The Dark Knight Ace Ventura. or Ace Ventura, but ah. I am going to compare it to Star Wars. So I'm going to look at it. Just hold on here. Don't make that face. Get, I'm just making a Give face. me a second. I'm making a big so, face. You know how when The Force Awakens came out, and people were concerned, and t- and one of the things that it got knocked on was that it was too similar to A New Hope. Yeah. Okay. This is what I think is going to happen. If they keep making a new one, I think that they lulled you back in and gave you that nice little safety story that they cradled it real nice. They were like, this is your friend. We're your friend. This is you Remember this Oceans movie? Oh, look at this. And then they can take it their own way. But it, it's been... Ocean's 13 came out in 2007. That's, what, 11 years? 
so it's and those are not movies that are like Star Wars that are always in your face that are always there like I own 1 and 13 or 11 and 13 but it's been years since I've seen them and the first time that we watched Ocean's 11 for this series I mean I don't know how long it's been since I've seen it but they're not regularly on TV they're not in the forefront of oh. my mind and I forgot how good that I that that movie was and how much I liked it so what I think could be said about the plot is that they wanted you to remember what the ocean movies were before they take it on their own i'm not saying that's what they're gonna do but that's what star wars did with the force awakens they they gave you that safe story they gave you something to familiarize yourself with it you you felt like you knew it and then they blew it the hell up yeah in last jedi yeah okay all right that's fair that's fair so this movie is still out in theaters right now. Go see it. It yeah, you should go see it. It is only in its fourth week as of the time of this recording. It will be sixth, sixth week, week yeah. when this drops. So it's gonna. I'm sure it'll still be in theaters after week six. As of today, which is July second, the de- time of recording this, um, Ocean's Eight has made 115 million dollars in the U.S. It is at number five this week. It was at number three last week, but two new movies debuted. Let's see what it what happened on opening weekend, which was again not that long ago. <laughs> it did open at number one. It did open at number one. It also had the big, highest opening weekend of any of the Ocean's movies, when you don't account for inflation. Do, 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 do. Uh, yeah, that scary movie came out. So it opened at number one with $41 million, knocking Solo A Star Wars Story to down to second place. After that is Deadpool 2 at number three. Number four is Hereditary. Number five is Avengers Infinity War. Number six is Adrift. Number seven is Book Club. Number eight is Hotel Artemis. Nine is Upgrade. And ten is Life of the Party. So you go, all those movies... You've seen a lot of those. Still out in theaters. Yeah, Yeah. I've seen one, two, three, four, five, six of them. Six of the ten. Yeah. What about you, Andrew? I've only seen... You've seen Ocean's 8, Solo, Deadpool, Avengers. So four? Yeah, four. You gotta step it up. I'm trying. (laughs) You got movie fast, you got no excuse. I know. True that, true that. But I also have work, too. So do I. Yeah, so do me. You guys go at like 11.30 at night. No, we don't. We go on the weekends. Today I went at like 2.30. Yeah, but you were home. Right. This is your weekend. Try Saturdays and Sundays. That's your weekend. Hey, I went yesterday. I went and saw that. uh, I went and saw the. You're getting defensive now. Yeah, he's trying uh, to really spinning those wheels real hard. The uh, the, uh, Fred Rogers documentary. That was nice. Which broke my heart. I told you you'd be upset. You didn't want to believe me, but I told you. It broke my heart. (laughs) Um, Several times. We'll talk about that off mic. So there you have it. Um, Let's guess the score then, because I don't remember what it was. Um, I'm going to guess 67 is my guess. I'm going to give it a 70. Okay. Um, Man. 62 is what I'm going to go with. Uh, 67. Woo! Na- I nailed it. 47 audience score. 
That's dumb. That's not right. Nah. I I fear that people will react to this. Some like angry people will react to this the same way they reacted to the Ghostbusters reboot. They yeah. All female cast. I don't know what else to say because it is a fun movie and I think people will enjoy it if we, they go watch we it. We can't have it. Exactly. We can't have it. Um, I think that if but we're going to get into our own rankings here in a second, but I think that uh, of the four movies that exist in the Ocean's world, I think it's my second favorite. Yeah, I think it's right behind Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I gave it four stars on my letterbox app. I said these women can play. First line: these women can play. I'm gonna give it three and a half stars <laughs> because I think uh, they all did a great job, but I felt like the plot was just kind of stagnant. I also gave it three and a half stars. Yeah. So there you have it. There's Ocean's Eight. Still out in theaters. Check it out if you want to. <laughs> if you have it, I don't know why you listened to this. <laughs> I'll have to put a disclaimer at the beginning that this is a spoiler-heavy zone. Okay, that wraps up this special bonus episode of So Many Sequels. We'll be back next week with the first Mission Impossible movie right before the next one comes out. What did we decide it was? The sixth one? Uh, yeah. yeah. Mission Number Impossible six. 6 comes out at the end of July, so we're going to fly through those in hopes of maybe catching up with it. All right. That sounds good to me. All right, till then, see you next time.